0: This is the Let's Get Real Estate Show with your host, Danielle Chason.
1: Full-time investor, strategic consultant, motivational coach, sought-after speaker, and
0: host of your number one real estate investing show, Let's Get Real Estate. Where real
1: people are doing real estate.
0: Hey, investors, Elizabeth Kelly here. Join us today for a fantastic episode on the Let's Get Real Estate podcast. We're going to be talking about coaching, how you know you need a coach, what to look for, and what a coach can help you do. Stay tuned, dive in, and we're looking forward to connecting with you.
1: Hey everybody, it's Danielle Chason with the Let's Get Real Estate podcast and this is where we bring to you real people doing real estate. Today on the show we got Elizabeth Kelly and I'm super excited to have her on. Welcome to the show Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Really glad to be here. I'm super excited to have a conversation with you today. I know it's going to be fantastic for those of you who don't know Elizabeth. She is a real estate coach, entrepreneur, real estate investor, investor, all of the above, wears many hats, killing it. And more importantly, she's just always, always, always trying to empower people. Uh, Elizabeth and I are part of a real estate mastermind leaders in real estate. And uh, that's with the moguls. And I, I love that you and I are both in that group. We've got some pretty strong people in there. And um, always giving back, Elizabeth. So what are we going to talk about today? What do you want to talk about?
0: I am open to talking about anything. I would love to touch a little bit because I know you have a, a background in coaching and you're kind of transitioning how you, you're going to help people in the future. So maybe we can talk a little bit about coaching, maybe a little bit about how people know they need a coach or, um, you know, where mm-hmm. we kind of got started with, with our journeys.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. How do you know you need a coach? What are the signs that you're ready, or that you need a coach? You know, everybody talks about coaching, uh, but I've never really heard anybody talk about that. So yeah, let's uh, talk about that and and how coaching helps. Like I would, I would love. Everybody says coaching, get coaching, get education, get a mentor, get you know. Yeah. Uh, but people that are starting in real estate, and I got a lot of people in my audience that are just trying to find their way in real estate, yeah. uh, and you know, it's just it's just like noise that there's no real guidance. So let's talk about that. I love that. I love that idea, actually. So before we get into all of that, you wear many, many hats being, mm-hmm. you know, you started out in real estate just as we all did with one property and accelerated into multiple properties, found your passion, started coaching and helping people. And that's what you dedicate your life now to is just elevate elevating people, right? So can you start, like, just maybe share with the audience how you got started in real estate? Like what's your background? Kind of like the... The elevator pitch to Elizabeth Kelly's rise into real estate.
0: Sure. Um, I actually went to York uh, and I took kinesiology. And like many people who take kinesiology, there's not a lot you can do with that when you come out. So I started working uh, in not-for-profits and um, I was doing fundraising. So kind of like doing sales, but not having something tangible to sell. And then from there, I met my husband and, um, we decided we wanted to, well, he was actually already, he'd already bought a couple of properties and we decided we wanted to use real estate as a vehicle to save for our retirement. And then we kind of grew to the point where it was too much work for both of us to be working. So I left my job and then he left his job a few years later. And now we have a, a property management company. We, um, we have, uh, uh, that's located in Kirkland Lake we have. Um, we're approaching 400 doors under management between what we have and, and what we're managing for other people. So we've been property managers for about 15 years. Um, I've done a number of rent-to-owns. I had a rent-to-own business with uh, with a good friend of mine. And um, now my, my passion is really the coaching and the, the public speaking and basically trying to teach people, you know, some of the mistakes that we made in our journey and how you can avoid them. Because the way I look at it is we lost money in real estate and um, I want to make sure that nobody else loses money, you know, the same way that we, that we did just by sharing, you know, here's our lessons, here's our takeaways. Um, here's our suggestions for how to accelerate faster shorten the runway and uh, get to to your goals within a, a compressed time period
1: and truly that's the benefit of coaching is that you get to get to your goals faster you get to fast track your way there while minimizing the risk because you have somebody who's been there that can help guide you avoid those mistakes. And when you do come across obstacles and God only knows there's enough obstacles out there, (laughs) real estate, uh, you know, we're able to help you get over those obstacles a lot quicker. I think a lot of people give up because they hit, they hit a wall. They don't know how to get through it around it over under it. They just don't know how to get through it and having us on the outside, looking in and having the experience behind us, nine times out of 10 we've gone through it ourselves or we know somebody who has so we're able to guide you um the best easiest way around it so i think uh i think those are the benefits really to getting coaching although i i would love to ask you what are the signs that you need a coach like when do you know you're ready or when do you know you need one
0: Such such a great question. Um, In my experience, most of the people when I start working with them, and I work with people who are, you know, beginners don't have any properties yet all the way up to people who would consider themselves probably intermediate level, maybe up to 15 or 20 properties. Um, And the first sign you typically see with beginners is they're overwhelmed they, you know, they've consumed a lot of, of, of great content, you know, they're listening to your podcast, and they're, you know, attending webinars and going to meetups and those kinds of things. So they have a lot of great information in their heads, but they don't know how to organize it and apply it to themselves. So that feeling of overwhelm is actually paralyzing them and preventing them from taking action, preventing them from, you know, doing their first deal. And the way coaching can help is because a good coach is going to come in and they're going to steady the magnifying glass and really help you focus and help you say, okay, these are my my goals. These are the outcomes that I'm looking for in the future. Here are the major milestones I need to hit in order to get there. And then they're going to help you really chunk it down. And And I do this with my clients all the time. What do we need to focus on in the next 90 days? And then once we know that, it's what am I focusing on in the next seven days in order to make that happen? So they take away that feeling of overwhelm, of disorganization, of uncertainty. Um, Another great thing that coaches can do for you is when you're trying to make a decision, people get stuck in analysis paralysis because they're afraid of what they might not know. So if you are thinking about, okay, I do, I buy this property, but you know, there's this issue on the building inspection and you know, I'm not really sure how many tenants would move out and you know, whether I could actually, you know, increase the rents and be able to refinance or whatever your strategy is. Um, Having someone who's been there and done that and can say, this is my experience. Here are some other things to consider. You know, if we need to um, do this, that, or that, this, that, or the other thing with the property, here are some things I've tried that were really successful. Those are things that kind of give someone the confidence to be able to decide, yes, this is the right deal for me. We're coming out of a period of time in the market where everything has been so hot that people are desperate to get a property, any property. And it's not about, is this the property for me to um, add to my portfolio? Is this going to help me achieve my goals? People have been buying for um, the purpose of increasing their net worth. And they haven't been focusing on cash flow, and this is a time where there's a tremendous opportunity to pivot that and to focus on cash flow because properties are not selling in the same way that they've sold for the last, you know, three four years.
1: Absolutely. So you would say one of the signs is being overwhelmed. Yep. Another sign could be if you're finding you have the knowledge, but you have analysis paralysis. Yeah. And other signs would be, um, you know, for, for me, I call it like you call it overwhelmed. I I call it a fog. You get into a real estate fog. Everything Mm -hmm. is just, you just don't know which way to go. Right.
0: Um, is there
1: any other clear signs that you can think of that might, um, resonate with the audience?
0: Um, I think the other piece is having a, a strategy in mind, having a strategy that, you know, you've done your research, you've done your due diligence, you know, the strategy, but you don't necessarily know all the pieces to it. And some of the the strategies that come to mind with that would be like the Burr strategy, for example, where there's a number of kind of moving pieces, and it can be advantageous to hire a coach to kind of walk you through your first deal until you know what you didn't know before, so that it helps with, you know, how do you do the permitting and how do you figure out the right contractors to work with and those kinds of things. So it could be sort of a a general, you know, building your real estate portfolio, or it could be something as specific as how do I execute this strategy with as few hiccups as possible. And the way I've always figured or or learned when it was time to hire a coach, because I have a a high performance coach who has been an absolute game changer for me the last couple of years. And the way I knew that it was time for me to hire someone was I just felt stuck. And no matter how much information I consumed, I couldn't seem to get out of that rut. And as soon as I, I made the decision and I hired him, it was like the world just opened up and I had so much clarity and I had so much focus and I had so much motivation that it was very clear to me how stuck in my head I'd become and how much I
1: needed that new perspective. Yeah. I think it's important to note that doesn't matter where you are on your real estate journey. You can get stuck or plateau somewhere and you may have to pivot. You may have to go back to the drawing board. You may have to take a couple of steps back in order for you to be able to start moving forward again. Sometimes you do get stuck in the mud. And how do you get out of that? You back it up and then create a new path forward and avoid that mud. And so ultimately you can be stuck in a rut even as a high level experienced investor. I've done that. I've done that recently. In fact, where I've stopped everything that I'm doing and I'm pivoting taking a step back and re re evaluating everything and moving forward again. So, and I'm very excited to move forward again because I'm going to be, there's going to be no more obstacles and I can just drive forward. So sometimes you do have to take a step back. Um, Doesn't matter whether you're experienced or new, you always hit these plateaus. And so um, I love that you as a coach are getting coached. That's very important for anybody who's looking to get a coach, ask your coach or potential coach, coach that you're vetting or interviewing if they're getting coached and by whom. That is really, really key because you want to have somebody who has also a growth mindset and they're not just doing this as a job. And I know Elizabeth is always looking to better herself, not just as a coach, but also as an investor. I love this. This is awesome. So if you're overwhelmed, have analysis paralysis, you got a lack of deeper knowledge, you know, the strategy that works for you, but you just don't know the weeds. If you have a lack of confidence to pull the trigger, or if you feel stuck in, stuck in a rut, then you need a coach. You could be ready for a coach. I love that. How about, um, how about we highlight how having a coach can help you now? A lot of people when they're selling coaching programs and, and their services, coaching services, they say, you know, you'll get your money back tenfold or you'll get it back. You know, what I teach you will help save you money. Do you have any like success stories or, um, you know, ways that you've helped students avoid a mistake? That would have cost them thousands of dollars where they were able to get away from that, avoid it, or maybe dealt with it in a more cost-efficient manner just because you were there with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm very goal oriented with my clients. So one of the the ways I sort of measure my effectiveness as a coach is, um, have they achieved their goals? And how long did it take us to do it? So a number of my clients, when they come to me, they are looking at being able to leave their jobs. So I have four clients in the last year where we've set goals, we've set targets, and then we've created a plan. And we've said, okay, in order for you to be able to leave your job, um, you know, what kind of income do we need to be generating? And typically, it's a combination of income from real estate, as well as um, sort of a, a side hustle. So it may be creating an interior design business, or um, uh, it may be creating a demolition company, or it's, it's creating, you know, these additional streams of income, uh, so that people can can leave their jobs more quickly. Uh, I have clients who are, you know, pharmacists, I have clients who are paramedics, they've left Um, And I have clients who were in office jobs, and and we were able to uh, help them create the plan and then shorten the window. I had one client I was working with, and she said, by the end of next year, I want to leave my job. And I started working with her in the spring, and she gave her resignation in September. So with that plan it's not just about the income you create it's about looking at what kind of reserves do you have what is your financial knowledge have you built yourself a bit of a cushion so that you know if things don't go quite according to plan is there another option or opportunity um and i think really focusing on those goals that you set at the beginning is is how i would evaluate myself as a coach um in terms of deals i would say probably um My clients who have the greatest uh, recognition or profile right now would be uh, Paula McFarlane and Jake Taylor. And they have done a fantastic job of evolving from you know doing burrs into doing land development, into doing new builds, new construction. And now they're actually in the US. Um, they've done a terrific number of deals and they've um, uh, uh, they've created some very successful businesses. Um, during the time that, that we've been working together. And Jake's been able to leave his job as a paramedic. He, he left, I think, last last fall, I think he was able to leave his job. And it was so great to see the transition for him to see him go from, you know, shift work and being tired and being exhausted and dragged out to seeing him, you know, come to calls and he's refreshed and he's had a good night's sleep and he's not, you know, up all night and then, you know, trying to sleep a bit during the day and and those kinds of things like able to focus on mental and physical well-being in addition to real estate activities. I think we spend a lot of time as investors looking at how many doors do we have? How many properties do we have in our portfolio as a measure of our success? And I think what we need to be more focused on is how balanced are our lives because time is the one thing we're not going to get back. So, One of the mistakes you talked about pivoting and and changing, one of the things that my husband and I did 15 years ago when we created this business model, we didn't realize that we were going to achieve financial freedom, but we weren't going to have a lot of time freedom. So part of us pivoting with our portfolio now is creating that time freedom that was part of our original plan. We just didn't know what we didn't know when we made the decisions that
1: we made. And having a coach can keep you mindful about that right out of the gate so that you don't become a slave to your investments and to your real estate business, because ultimately you can become a slave to your portfolio if you don't know how to structure and set it up properly. And it's no different than an entrepreneur who opens up a bakery and, Mm -hmm. you know, because they love making pies and they want to make pies and muffins and cakes for everybody to share and decorate them pretty and all of that. But then they become a slave to their business and they instead of having a job they own a job and we as investors can also do that we can own a portfolio but the portfolio could easily own us back. So having a coach, I love that too, because I don't think I've ever heard another coach speak that way um, about like protecting your time, protecting your lifestyle, protecting your family time, uh, your personal time, because that really is key. And there's so many, I know a lot of real estate investors like yourself were very well deep into this business. um, And a lot of them, that's a big thing. They're like, I just don't know how to get my time back. And so a coach can definitely help you get there. You talked on something I want to I circle back to because you talked about additional streams of income and I think this is critical for people that are listening to the podcast to hear this. It's so important because everybody wants to quit their jobs yesterday. <laughs> by the time you decide you want to shift gears and you want to pivot in your your life because you don't want to be a slave to a job and you want to use real estate to kind of find financial and time freedom and you want to pivot you're already done with your job. You've been done with your job for 5 years and you want to exit yesterday. And the issue is real estate can bring you financial freedom, but it takes time. It takes time. It and does. Creating additional streams of income by going into vertical alignment with whatever it is you're doing can get you there quicker, but you can't just retire your job on the passive income of a few properties because the cash flow is not enough. I try to tell people this all the time. So can you expand on that? please so people understand number one losing the t4 and losing that ability to go to the bank and then Mm -hmm. just losing that disposable income is not as easy to replace with passive income from real estate
0: no it's not and i think part of the challenge is that there's some confusion out there when people talk about say for example multi-unit buildings let's talk about a 25 unit building um, with a 25 unit building, you would be doing well if you could generate $100 per door per month, which would be $2,500. And that's, that's really assuming, well. yeah, that that's a well-performing that's really so, well performing building. So then we're not seeing a lot of those because quite honestly, lots of people are buying buildings right now that are negatively cash flowing. Mm-hmm. So Let's assume that that is, you know, our building in its optimal performance state. Then you have to factor in vacancy, and you have to factor in, you know, repairs and renovations, and you have to factor in this, that, and the other thing. So the likelihood that you're going to consistently get twenty five hundred dollars per per door per month from
1: this building is extremely low. So how about if, increasing interest rates, Kelly? Yeah, which I don't want to interrupt, but that's going to eat up into your cash flow too, and that's happening now.
0: Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but we've looked at insurance and my insurance has gone up like 40% in two years. And let me tell yep. you, 2.5% increased in Ontario, which is what we're hoping for in 2023, that does not cover my 40% increase in insurance alone. So we are mistaking investment strategies that are long-term wealth builders like multi-unit buildings. We're mistaking them for strategies that are going to provide cash flow. And whenever I look at someone's portfolio, I'm always looking for diversity because I want to say, if something happens in this city, if there's a natural disaster, if something happens with employment, if a major employer shuts down and your vacancy goes up or your buildings are impacted, what happens to your overall portfolio? If you are always doing the same strategy and that strategy, the market changes and their strategy is not viable anymore, how much have you diversified your portfolio? How much have you um, mitigated risk? You know, are you utilizing different strategies in different markets with different partners? These are the tools we use to try and reduce risk within a real estate portfolio. So there's a little bit kind of, you know, have you diversified so that if your cash flow dries up, you still have other means of supporting yourself and your family. And that's where, you know, the side hustle comes from. And for some people, I have a client who started a property management company and it's been phenomenal to watch her grow because she's in Niagara and she is killing it. She is just, she's the best property manager I've seen. And I'm so proud to work with her. Um, and that's how she, you know, she had a goal. She was going to leave her job and she just kind of got to the point where she went, you know what? I love what I do. I don't, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to scale up my business, which is much easier to do with an active business than it is to do with scaling up a portfolio that takes time. You know, it takes, a. Uh, it, it takes consistency to find good deals. It takes, you know, dedication to finding the right partners and not just, you know, being willing to partner with anybody. So Building a real estate portfolio is something that should take time. But building a side hustle is something that you can typically, as long as you've chosen the right venue or the right avenue, you should be able to do that relatively quickly.
1: Absolutely gives you control back and understanding that there's a difference between using real estate to generate um, wealth for retirement and it increases your net worth. Versus yeah. disposable income. And I think that's where a lot of people, I don't think this is talked about enough out out there in mainstream. You have to understand your real estate portfolio isn't necessarily going to bring you that disposable income not out of the gate. It will bring passive income later. We're looking at year seven, 10, 12, by the yes. time you're refinancing and rents have gone up, you've had turnovers and the market rents have gone up. So your cash flow increases, but that's takes time. It is the long game. But the short game is disposable income. And what are you going to do now in order to do that? So and you can do a hybrid. Like I've had I've had some students that have done um that bought you know, two or three properties and waited until that started uh, increasing cash flow in order to then what they do is they refi and they'll refi back out to a larger amortization. And, uh, and then that way it increases the cash flow on those properties. And so there's different strategies you can use. Again, your coach can get you there. But the, the thing is, is that it doesn't happen overnight for your disposable cash flow. So and and you yep. just can't, you know, when you first buy a property, the cash flow on the property goes right back into the property more often than not. So that's just something you can't rely on. Uh I'm so glad you brought that up. So thank you for clarifying that, Elizabeth. Amazing, amazing stuff. Do you have um do you have a do you have a um maybe a, an example of so you've got uh, the property manager in Niagara who, you know, built a property management company and is scaling up and the boys that are doing land development now. Uh, what, what were the timelines for that? Cause I, I know about these ones, but I want you to share with my audience the timeline cause I know she did amazing in Niagara. Like what is it? 18 months or two years? Like she's grown yeah. incredibly fast.
0: Yeah, she has. Um,
1: what is it? What is the timeline? Cause it, because building a property management company is tough to build that portfolio yes. when you don't have a history. So can you can you share how working with you has helped her accelerate? Because this is where working with a coach is really beneficial, not just to you know reduce the amount of mistakes, costly mistakes that you're going to make. Because a mistake in real estate is not 100 bucks; <laughs> it's a lot more expensive. Yeah, so avoiding those. <laughs> add, add a couple of zeros, exactly. Yeah. So, avoiding those costly mistakes can just, <laughs> avoiding one mistake can pay for the coach in it, it, just in itself, one time. But also, being able to get your goal faster. So, can you highlight how you were able to help get your students to get there faster because of the coaching?
0: Yeah, um, especially the, the property management one is a, is, was a, a fairly easy one for me because we have a property management company. Um, my, as, a, as a coach, my goal is always to be completely transparent. So we had a lot of conversations about you know what are the challenges, what are the pitfalls with property management. I mean, even now she'll reach out periodically and go, so what do you, I was thinking of doing this, like what's your experience? Um, and originally, I think when we started working together, she had kind of a three-year plan. And, um, she went back after maternity leave and I think she maybe three, four months. And she was like, you know what? She's like, I'm almost there in terms of income for my property management company. And she said, you know, I think if I'm willing to, you know, decrease some of my expenses a little bit, then, you know, the extra time that I'll have, I'll be able to bridge that gap even faster. So I think she was less than a year. From from her, so her original timeline was three years, and she ended up in in less than a year. She was free.
1: That's crazy. and and
0: that's so, kind of what what a lot of my clients look at. I think I have one client who started an interior design business, and she was less than a year from when we started working together. Um, uh, my client who's a pharmacist, um, he had a seven year plan when we started working together, and he was free pretty much right at two years. That
1: was when he he jumped. And and these I'm, are go ahead. So I'm seeing you're getting them there within 30% of their goal. Like you had Melissa at three years, she got there in one, the pharmacist was seven years, got there in two, which is about 30%. So like, I'm seeing you're like slicing their goals, getting them faster, 60% faster than what they had anticipated. That's amazing. That's actually really amazing. Um, there was something else you touched on. I'll come back to it, but, um, but yeah, sorry, I had to cut you off.
0: No, 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 that's okay. It's funny because I don't, I I love the way your brain works because you, you looked at the numbers of it. And and for me, I focus more kind of on, and what's the feel of it. And my goal is never to have one of my clients, uh, leave their jobs and suddenly be completely overwhelmed and working 24 hours a day. Like nobody wants that. So it's how do we develop a plan that still gives you a quality of life? Because I've been there. I've sacrificed my, my personal life. You know, I've, I've, I, you know, my husband and I, we've, we've put the business before our marriage. And, um, you know, I, I've done the, you know, 48 hours without sleeping because there was a fire in one of the buildings that we, we own or manage. Like, my goal is always to help people make that transition. The reality is they might even have been able to do it faster but I don't want people to do it and sacrifice their mental and physical health and well-being in order to do so.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen anybody get there faster on their own, to be honest, than when they do it with a coach. So I'm just going to put that out there. Like it is called the let's get real estate show. So I, you know, I'm just telling you, like you can't get there um, as fast on your own than you can if, you, if you're if you there with somebody with you. And whether it's a partner, or whether it's a coach, I'm just saying, I know that because I flipped for five years and I got stuck in the mud because I was on my own and I was trying to do it all on my own. And mind you, I was getting coaching, but I didn't have the right coaching at the time. And so it does make a difference. Uh, actually, that brings me to the, you know, oh my God, we could just go on and on and on forever. If I keep, you know, We're just going to keep touching new things. How do you know whether it's the right coach or not? because I just said you didn't, it has to be the right coach. So how do you know if the audience is listening right now and they're saying, okay, Danielle, but how do I know it's the right coach? Elizabeth, how do you know it's the right coach? Well,
0: what I always look for, um, when i do so i do um 30 minute discovery calls with people who are interested in coaching and i think a lot of people assume that that's you know where a time where somebody's just going to sell to them and just you know here's my program and here's my information and i and you know sign up for my program um, I take a very different approach to it. I, I kind of look at it more like a job interview. This is the opportunity for both of us to have a conversation and decide if there is alignment between us. Do I have the experience with the strategies? Do I live the life that, that you want to have? Um, you know, do our values align? Do we communicate well with each other? One of the things I look for in my clients too that I think is helpful for us to touch on is how coachable do I think someone is? Because I would be lying if I didn't say there were people out there who are literally like, I'm hiring a coach to tell me that I'm right. And we've seen people, I'm sure you've seen people like that too, where you try your best as a coach, but they're just not open to new ideas. They're not willing to try new things. They're not sponges who just want to soak up more information. Um So I think it's important to look for alignment, look for the ability to be able to communicate honestly, look for someone who's really listening, because there's a lot of people spending a lot of time talking right now about, you know, this is me and look at my cars and look at my house and I have all this shiny flashy stuff on, on, um, on social media, but if they're not actually listening to you, if they don't really understand what it is you want to achieve and what your unique situation is, then they might not be the right person to help you overcome your unique obstacles. One of the beautiful things about real estate is that everybody's journey is different but it's also one of the challenging things. If you're hiring someone because you just want to learn a specific strategy, that's a different type of coach than someone like, you know, what you offer, or what I offer, where we're much more holistic. You know, when my clients come to me, they don't want to do one or two burrs. They want to build a business. They want to support their family. They want to know, you know, asset protection, should I incorporate? How do I build a power team and find the right people that I can trust? Um, you know, what does day to day day management of my portfolio look like? How do I you know, find the ideal people to become my joint venture partners? You want to have someone who has kind of the bigger picture in mind and is able to support you in all those different areas. There's definitely you know, times where you need coaches that are strategy specific. I think it can be helpful to start with someone from a more global perspective to confirm 100%. There's a lot of people who watch HGTV and think that a particular strategy is exactly what they see, and they don't realize the pros and cons. And you know, if you, um, if you have five children under the age of five years old, then I think, Danielle, you'd probably tell them flipping is not the right strategy for them. Cause they don't have the time and the bandwidth to be able to execute that strategy successfully, no matter how amazing their flipping coach is. So it's about finding that alignment, you know, what are your goals and what is your current situation? Uh, I kind of touch on four pillars with people. It's, you know, how much do you know right now? Who is in your network that can help you? Um, you know, what are your financing uh, abilities and what is your mindset like? And when you factor in those four things, it helps you to, to create that plan, that roadmap to be able to chart out the next steps on your journey.
1: I love that. I love that. So a uh, couple of things I can unpack there. When you said we have a holistic approach, guys, that's what the W in front of it, there's holistic, but we are holistic where we are broad thinkers, the whole package right from uh, managing your business to systems, to how to raise capital, what strategies, different strategies, how to blend those strategies, come up with a hybrid strategy. I love that. that holistic as opposed to holistic approach. Um, I, I love that. Anyway, I wrote that down. I'm like, mm, holistic. I think I might steal that. But when you're vetting for a coach, you're vetting for a coach. Uh, if you weren't, if you weren't able to take the notes down. I'm going to unpack it for you. This is what Elizabeth said. Write this down. This is what you want. You want to make sure that you're in alignment, that there's communication, that they're listening to you so that they're able to identify your needs, that your core values uh, line up, that they have the experience you're looking for. And they're not just coaching because guys, I'm telling you, there's a lot of new coaches out there that are teaching it, have never done it that are that have never done I'm telling you right now that's going to be a big game changer when you get the proper coach that has had the experience and is doing it because then they know what the market is like and where things are going they have their finger on the pulse so experience is important and of course they've achieved the lifestyle that you're looking for so that is all very important write that down hit play back if you need to because those are very (laughs) important thank you Elizabeth for sharing that. Um, Yes, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to circle back to one thing. We're going to go a little bit long because there's one more thing that you talked about, um, uh, going from, uh, and this was the thing that I, that I wanted to touch on it, that I want to circle back to. You talked about when the property manager at Niagara, when she was at the three, four month mark decided, okay, I'm doing well enough. In my business, it's not as much as I wanted to make or replacing my income in full, But it was enough for her to be able to bridge the gap and she got there within a year. So being able to identify like you don't have to make 100% of your income before you break because when you get yourself out of your job, then you found yourself 40 hours a week that you can then work on your business to elevate your business to be able to make that income come faster. And so bridging that gap, so scale it back. We don't need what we think we need to live off of. I had to do the same thing. I'm sure Elizabeth, you did the same thing. So I just kind of wanted to highlight that a little bit that you don't have to keep grinding until you make that money. Because when you do retire from your job, you'll have all that extra time that you can fast track You can dedicate to your job that's providing your new disposable income in order to increase it to bridge the gap. And so if you're willing to sacrifice a little bit of time, you're not going to burn out. A lot of real estate investors burn out because they're waiting until they get to that perfect income mark or whatever it is. And a lot of times that's the end before you even get to get there. Like it just is the beginning of the end. You'll burn out because you can only work two jobs so long before you just had enough and then you'll destroy the relationships in your in your personal life your family your kids um, because they all suffer as you sacrifice people in your inner circle will sacrifice so you have to be mindful of that
0: absolutely that and that's that's a a great way to put it is is to sort of put it in context for everyone um I the way I kind of look at it is did you ever play the the cash flow game
1: oh yes oh yes I
0: love it so one of the one of the strategies to do especially when you're you know sort of um you know when you're in the mechanic position or whatever it is is to dump as many of your expenses as you can so that your cost of living is as low as possible and that's how you get free faster. So when my husband and I were making that decision, I mean he was well into the six figures as an engineer for a large insurance company and one of the things we started doing was dumping expenses. We've never had cable TV since then. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I look at some of my family members and like, oh, $180 for cable TV per month. And I'm like, oh, like <laughs> that's the income from a duplex. Like I don't want that kind of expense. <laughs>
1: that's so true. You know what? When you put it into perspective like that, it is so true. If you want to make the money you're going to make on a piece of real estate, the cash flow, the cash flow part of it, if you yeah. want to make what's equal to what you would make on a duplex in cash flow, cut your cable you will make $80 a door on a duplex by cutting your cable, $90 a door. It's just like owning a piece of property. Now, of course, you're not getting the appreciation, the principal pay down and all that, but the flow part, I mean, just by cutting your cable, I love, I love that. Oh my God. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, vehicles is another, it's another area where I see a lot of people spending a lot of money is on vehicles. Um, you know, my husband, he drove the same truck for 15 years before we finally, you know, took the plunge and and bought him his dream truck this year. But, you know, he spent a lot of years driving older vehicles and, you know, we would buy used vehicles um, because we didn't want those expenses because we wanted the freedom instead. So it's important to, to really think about where each dollar is going and, you know, how you're going to replace it, especially when you're looking to leave your job.
1: Yeah and again it comes back to a short-term sacrifice for a long-term financial freedom really like and I'm still building and I don't know if I should. so my vehicle's 2008 it's still running why would I why would I change it although I will tell you <laughs> I am considering changing it because the price of gas is pretty high and it's a truck and so now I'm really kind of jumping on board with the EV stuff going on I'm like hmm I think I want an EV um, but again, for me, it, I'm looking at it because a vehicle is depreciating asset. I don't see a vehicle as an investment, although look, going with an EV now I'm thinking, Hmm, this could be a, uh, an investment for me because then I can save on the gas. So yeah. I'm always looking at the numbers. It's so funny. Elizabeth, before we go, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do with telling these people like one big takeaway that you want everybody on this call to, to leave with?
0: That's a really good question.
1: We've already given so many. It's been great. I I
0: think one of the most important pieces of advice I could give right now is to slow down, to Mm. forget the noise, to forget the social media. Um, you know, if if being on Facebook makes you feel crappy about where you are, get off Facebook. If if being on Instagram makes you, you know, disappointed with you know yourself or your progress, get off Instagram and really slow down. We, we're coming out of a period of time in the real estate market where it's been about hustle, 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 buy, 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 you know, don't worry about the numbers, just try and get something, anything under contract. We are thankfully leaving that time behind and this is where the investors who have you know, slowly and carefully made measured decisions, who have refinanced properties, who have made capital available, who have built a network of potential partners, this is where those investors will begin to shine and grow very quickly. Because I personally believe in the next one to two years, as the interest rates continue to go up, there are going to be some people who are extremely distressed sellers.
1: And it will be an
0: opportunity not to take advantage but to alleviate people's problems by being able to come in and saying, I've got the partners, I've got the financing, I've got the knowledge, I've got the team, I'm going to be able to solve your problem. Let's talk about how I can do that. So I think... The first thing we need to do is take a breath and slow down. The second thing we need to do is get rid of the distractions and the comparison and everything else. And the third thing we need to do is position ourselves and be ready to take action as the opportunities arise.
1: That is great advice. And for those of you who hung in there for this long podcast, (laughs) we did go a little bit longer today. Uh, I hope that it was definitely worth it just to get that last tip because that is great, great advice. And you know what? Uh, this is going to sound like a, a pitch and it doesn't, it doesn't mean to be. I just really believe in getting educated, getting you there faster. If you want to be ready for when the economic downturn comes and you want to be in a good position, if you haven't yet started in real estate, getting a coach will help you build the foundation that you need. So when you're ready, uh, when there are opportunities presenting themselves from the economic turn. I'm not sure that we've crested yet, but we will be cresting in this e- economy at some point in the foreseeable future. And at that point, you want to be in a position where you can start buying. So building your network, building your cash flow, building your equity that you have you can tap into, building your you know connecting with your partners, having all of your ducks in a row so that you're in a, a position to be able to help those that are in need. And I truly believe that. You do help those that are in need in real estate. There are some people who take advantage, but that's not us. That's not what we do. That's not how we coach people. Uh, and actually I know Elizabeth is the same way as I am. We will just reject anybody who is not in the right mindset. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but we can, you know, Elizabeth can help get you there. Absolutely build the foundation that you need in order to be able to grow, grow, grow in a down economy instead of, you know, going, Oh, it doesn't, it, there's you can't make it happen now because banks won't lend in this and this and that there are creative ways to do it. And having a coach by your side and on your team will help you get there, Elizabeth Kelly, my dear. Oh my goodness, what a fantastic episode! Absolutely loved, loved, loved this episode. Thank you for taking the time to come on.
0: It's it's been my absolute pleasure, and I love chatting with you, Danielle. Every time we talk, there's there's more um, alignment between us, and and I can definitely see us doing some really cool things in the future definitely looking forward to checking out your program when it comes out and, uh, and learning more about how you're supporting people on their real estate journeys as well. I think that's going to be really exciting.
1: Okay. So Elizabeth, if anybody wants to reach out to you, um, uh, best way to reach out to you is through social media, right? I think on your Instagram, you've got link tree. So those of you who don't know what that is, on her Instagram profile, there's these little buttons at the bottom. They're little circles and just find the one. You can actually book an intake call, an onboarding call or a discovery call. I'm not sure what it's called, but, um, there's a call there. There's a link you can click on it and you can book a call with Elizabeth and see whether or not you guys have a synergy about you where you can help each other. Um, and I'm sure that you'll find a lot of value with Elizabeth. Other than that in the show notes there's gonna be all her links and all of her bio everything else is on the website at let's get real estatepodcast.com and I'm so excited right now I'm just so excited reach out reach out to Elizabeth all right guys so to those of you in the audience, big things are coming Elizabeth and I are gonna we're gonna collaborate and we're gonna bring it out there anyway. More stay tuned, more to come. But for now, this is Danielle and the Let's Get Real Estate podcast signing off till next time. This is Danielle bringing you real people doing real estate. Bye for now.